Hello and welcome. You're listening to Scariff Bay Community Radio and this is Local Media This Week, the programme where we have a look at all the print media here in County Clare and we give our take and we let you know maybe what's on it and we, we have a chat about it here. Uh, we haven't a full team today, but um, we're, we're a man down, but uh, we're, we're nevertheless, we'll, we'll plod on. Uh, my name is Jim Collins, and I'm joined here by uh, our some of our usual um, panellists. Uh, first of all, John S. Kelly. John, good afternoon. Afternoon, Jim. Uh, Pat O'Brien. Pat, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jim. So, uh, I'll tell you, we're, um, David is uh, unavoidably detained today, and uh, Luke is away, so um, we're, we're just going as a threesome. Mm. Uh, but anyway... Uh, loads of things in the paper. I suppose, Pat, can I just mention first, uh, I suppose, not a great news story, but uh, one of the papers that we review regularly, the Clare County Express, the last issue is to hand this week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, regrettable that um, this, it's the last issue. Uh, Seamus O'Reilly, who is the editor and owner and uh, has been doing this since 1979, and um, he's retiring. Now we wish him, I know Seamus very well, he's a great man involved in GA and all that, and uh, uh, he, he did his own take on, 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 uh, on politics and things and, 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 and the Express. And, uh, he wouldn't always toe the line. He, would, he wouldn't be towing the line, yeah, he'd, 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 challenge, he'd, he'd be challenged as, as it is. Yes. <laughs> would, he, would he kick with both feet? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he'd, be, he'd, he'd like to see the politicians on the line and maybe coming out a bit more, um, giving a bit more maybe uh, truth and business and not twisting them and turning them around a bit. But uh, as Seamus is, uh, you know, he's a genuine fellow and um, we wish him the best of luck in his retirement. And uh, it's just uh, uh, thanks for the support and the memories is the, is the front heading here on the, on the Express. And if, um, if, we, if the listeners out there uh, just pick up, uh, it's the last copy, and um, since 1979 is a long, a long period, and he done, yeah. he, he done it on his own. So um, we wish him the best look. Yeah, on his own. Yeah. yeah. And he's, I mean, he's he's been um, a feature in all towns and villages in Clare each month as he goes around to deliver them to shops. Yeah. You know, it's it's a free. Was paper. it a, a one a one man operation nearly? Just one man operation. Yeah. One man. He yeah. would have other people, you know, John Callan, for example, would yeah. have written a lot in relation yeah. to hurling, and, and he'd have other, he'd have columnists. Yeah, he, yeah. he would, yeah. He's, Anthony would say on the back of it, uh, usually he's, he's, he's one of his, he's people that write for him. And then you have uh, uh, the, the Gerald Brody column, and you have uh, various things like that. There's a Geraldine Brock, she's from um, the Malcolm Feld, she, she writes on cross country, and you have various ones. Um, uh, you know, Kilhush notes and you have not clear notes, I suppose you have various people don't 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 give them on a monthly basis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, it's it's sad to see it finished. It now. is. It, it is. is really. But um, I suppose, like everyone else, uh, Seamus is entitled to his retirement. That's it. And and, uh, and and long may he enjoy it. I have a feeling though we won't see the last of him at games. Yeah, he'll still be around. He'll still. I. I'd be surprised for Clare matches now and all the big games. He'd be there with his camera and uh, and the sideline or taking team pictures. And um, you know, hopefully he will retain. I'm sure he will retain an interest in that. Uh, Ali Burns is another man. Ali, uh, he he launched uh, Jimmy Smith book recently. Ali does a a column from there as well on on sport and music. Uh, Then you have. 
um, Brian Mealy, who was a former councillor, he does it on, on, on the environment. So you, yes. it was there, and, uh, and of course, Eddie Linehan from Cushine. Yes. Eddie had a column as well. So. Brian was a green, uh, green councillor yeah, with, yeah. with connections in Scarlet yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll leave that there and we'll have a look at some of, I suppose, the one thing which there's pages of it in both the Clare Echo and the Clare Champion, and that is Shannon Airport. And there have been several developments, John, since sure. since we were last on the air even. Absolutely. Now, we've been dealing with Shannon uh, and its problems, haven't we? Uh, but the media nationally focused this week very much on the chaos in Dublin Airport. Yes. And the opportunities which that might present, you know, for uh, for us down here. But, I mean, um, Parik McMahon, anyway, in his front page article... Uh, he has a lovely heading, Manic Scenes in Dublin, an open goal for Shannon. And he's drawing heavily on uh, the hurling in that one. Shannon Airport, he says, has an open goal to market itself. It's a hassle-free. It's, it's, it's true, international airport, uh, in light of the queuing. My God, reading about the queuing. And then to hear, look at uh, Dublin, arrive three and a half hours before yes. your flight, Jim. Now, there you are, off to Malaga, Pat, yeah. with Mairead, okay? <laughs> and uh, you have a decision to make. Will well, you I, turn left when you come out the door, or will you turn right? Well, I, I, I'm going to Malaga, actually, in May, John. I know you are, but... And, I'm going, and I, I'm, I'm going from Shannon. Oh, you're turning <laughs> left when you come out the door. <laughs> well, I wasn't, going to go, I wasn't going to go from anywhere else. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I was, I was listening on News Talk the other day, and yeah. uh, a man that I know, um, Alan Cantwell, Alan used to be present one of the main programs on Clare FM but in his younger days in South County Dublin Alan was a pupil of mine back in the 1970s but uh, Alan queued for over three hours at Dublin airport during the week and eventually missed his flight queued for (laughs) missed his flight gone by the time he got through good lord so I mean Mm -hmm. that's and I suppose flights have to go because you know flights have a slot they do and and, and, and as as commentators make the point so strongly a flight is making money when it's in the air not when it's on the ground yes i mean we forget that Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's interesting if you were queuing for a a flight john and missed your flight you you probably wouldn't get a refund because it's your fault well it's not the airline's fault yeah do you know you're meant to be listening to the the pa system so anyway, but but it's no good because you just because so many people were out with COVID. I believe yeah. the in in the, the security staff in Dublin Airport, the the progress was so slow that um, a lot of people missed their flights. But you see, another thing that happened in, in Dublin as well, Jim, when 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 COVID came in and there was no no flights out of Dublin or any of the airports, the, the Dublin Airport Authority decided to, to to give redundancy to an awful lot of staff. Yeah, and now they're. Now are the flights are back and they're trying to get staff back in and they're, they're trying to strain the staff. It was, under, it was, a pro, it was under the in the, no, in the news about it. Hmm. So anyway. they're trying to get, get staff back now and train them and they had the, the staff to head go and they laid them off and they paid them off. Yeah. Well, Parik McMahon has the answer on the front page of the Clare Echo. Yeah, saying? That it's an open goal for Shannon. An open Shannon. goal, as we were saying. Yeah. And is it? Well... I, a lot of people, I mean, obviously people around Dublin will use Dublin Airport and people possibly in Leinster, in the greater Dublin area. But, you know, people in the Midlands, 
I mean, yeah. there's a motorway all the, the motorway way to way Shannon. Yeah. Uh, there's a motorway from the Galway direction. There's a motorway from Offaly North to Bray Leash. I can see a, a marketing advertisement signed by Jim Collins emerging there. <laughs> and that's true, isn't it? I mean, you're... Uh, well, well, Jim Collins can't get the board at Shannon to answer his calls or his emails, so yeah. I wouldn't think it would be... But it would that be, hasn't improved, no. No, it has not. been ringing you at night time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Paul I mean, says here on the front anyway that there should be billboards everywhere. I, I, there should, should be uh, everywhere, urging the public to beat beat the queen, uh, beat the queues, uh, fly Shannon. Yeah, and no, fair play, Pat. Yeah. Fair play to to Porrick and and uh, and the uh, local media. He has four pages on the Shannon in focus. Uh, the, line. Y- y- okay. the continuation of that is in. in Page in page 23. Page 22 and 23, yeah. Ongoing case at Dublin Airport, an open goal for Shannon Airport. And I mean, isn't this isn't this interesting that it should be happening? It should be happening at a time when the airport, itself, Shannon Airport itself, is begin it has renewed knows, the link yeah. with America. Yeah. I mean, and as well as a number mm-hmm. of of other um, uh, uh, cities across Europe. Yeah, and. Somebody has written, that is Stuart Holly, in fact, uh, the loyalty of Shannon people is town's great strength. Now, that's your point, is it? <laughs> Do people realise that if you don't support your post office, it'll close? And there's no point in crying about the blooming thing afterwards, right? Yes. So if you want to retain your services and enhance them, what's first call? The yeah. local people. In the case of Shannon... The local people extends, as you very, very aptly pointed out, extends right up, right up to the Midlands. You're only 40 minutes from Shannon on the motorway. Yeah. Do you know, isn't that right? Yeah. And I mean, uh, for, for those of us, and most of us, all three of us here have, have used Shannon Airport, you know, literally, if, if you don't have much baggage... Uh, you can be from the plane yeah. to your car in 10 minutes. Oh, at, at the most. And, and, and I mean, it's just, it's and amazing. On the, and on the motorway, a few more minutes. Yes. Now, on top of this, though, that's a great possibility now for Shannon. Okay, market as well. But what happens? Right in the middle of it, Porik Mukherjee yes. decides he's had enough. We talked about this last week, and we wondered what well, in the name of heaven has happened in Shannon that the chairman of the board should walk away from it. And we, we discussed what it might be. We were hypothesizing the media actually repeats it, doesn't it? That's right. And both papers now accept that there was interpersonal difficulties on the between board. the chair and uh, some members of the board. Yes. Just as we thought. Isn't that right? Yeah. yeah. And so the new man, what do you think? What do you think? Well, I can also say I know nothing whatever about him, but, you know, on the one hand, hopefully that he'll be a good person in the job. Um, I suppose we didn't want it left 12 months again before the vacancy was filled. I don't think anyone expected it to be filled within a week. What do you think was happening there? Very hard to know. Could you Uh, guess? Well, was somebody already in line for us going back? Or obviously... Had this, you know, had it become clear that Parik Okeda wasn't, you know, behind the scenes that he wasn't going to stay in the job, had there somebody ready to but put you in? They must have had it. They must have had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. They must have had it. Mm-hmm. 
But it's it last week, I mean, Parik McMahon there talks about an open goal for Shannon. It was a bit of an own goal last week. Yeah. Uh, in terms of Shannon and uh, losing the 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 chairman, but you know, all we can do, I suppose, is wish um, Mr. What's it, Mr. Henry. Yeah. Uh, well, in in his new post, and he, he seems to be highly qualified for the job. Yeah, anyway, he's, he's, and of course, mm. wait for it, Pat. You'll be delighted. He was a line manager. For Ryanair. Ryanair, he was, yeah, yeah. And we have said years ago, I shouldn't say years ago, but a long time ago, we'd give Shannon Airport to Ryanair to run if we had to. Yes. Yeah, we would. Wouldn't we? We did. We did. We've said that before. We did. It would be and it may well, interesting it may. to see what Michael O'Leary or one of the Ryanair, Eddie Wilson, yeah. would, would do if they had... Yeah. They had Shannon Airport. Well, there's a man in Gunning now as the chairman. Yes. And who has plenty of Ryanairism. Or well, Ryanair. I think Carl Crow and both Timmy Dooley are looking for uh, more, more information. Right. They're looking for more information, Jim, on the, on the resignation of Paul Gokeda. And um, I suppose it needs, to be, it needs to be teased out because. There's no point in having putting this man in uh, this uh, corner, Henry, and and he might be well have to walk away if 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 the if the don't the I marked happened. that myself, Pat, and wondered whether it would be ethical to demand uh, uh, that that uh, he he uh, that they go before some committee or other yeah. to be investigated. I mean, that's something kind of odious about that. Yeah, they're calling on the they're calling on on the minister to 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 get um it's meant for the Rockers Committee on Transport, uh, the Mary Consuline and uh, and some members and oh yeah the secretary of the department of um, yeah the, of the secretary of the department um, um, Mary Consuline and did they say about maybe getting party located to come in as well? Which are you only come in now? Well, I, I, I should imagine. Well, I mean, it's it's something that you know. I think the strangeness of it yeah. that he would he would walk away from uh, from the job after six months uh, on a three year contract. Uh, there must be a problem somewhere. No, maybe there isn't on a problem on the board. But if there is, uh, it should be identified. Is that what you? Well, it should. Yeah. I mean, we certainly we would need to know in general terms. Mm. I think government the government probably know already. But I mean, I think people generally would need to know if there is a problem. What the problem is, we don't necessarily want personalities or details. Some, some, some have made the observation that there's been a, a history. I'm not saying it now, but uh, I'm, I'm just mirroring what is being said out there in the workplace. That there's um, a history of questions about the structure of the Shannon board. Mm. Too much political in, in interference. Yeah, that has been said as well. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Right. No, we've, we've said that before around we, the table we, here. We wondered. Really. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Well, I was listening to um, Sean Lelly, who was chairman of, of Clare Tourism, and he's the owner of the Woodstock Hotel. And he said he a few weeks ago, I think I said this last week, but he said a few weeks ago he had a chat with Paul Gokeda, and um, they had a very good chat about Shannon and and and. And and they were they were trying to, uh, you know, maybe think outside the box and see what the the they get uh, something yeah. something you know um, he was picking people's minds you know maybe there was other things that could be done to improve Shannon. Yeah. 
And then you've got this 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 bombshell, like you know. Yeah. yeah, it's an extraordinary one, really. Mm. Yeah, something something changed very quickly it, anyway, uh, and and I suppose we need to. What we need to do, I mean, it's not. I think we need to make sure that this won't happen again. Yeah, that's yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think that that's, that's probably what's, what's needed. Very yeah. There is it a question. There is a question that 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 uh, I've written down to ask you about this. Should the job specification of the chairman be looked at? Okay, with a view to uh, answering the question that. Uh, there, are, there, are ex- there are executive type chairmen, possibly. The, the chairmanship of Shannon is not an executive chairman. No. No. Okay. But it is possible, apparently, to adapt, adjust that to incorporate a degree of, of executive. Now, Park Okeja hints at that in his, in his announcement. Well, of course, you want the the chairperson and the CEO to. I mean, their roles have to be fairly clear. Yes, and and they can't overlap much. Yeah, and and you want them, and you need a good working relationship between them. Yes, and that maybe that's something that the needs to be clarified. Needs to be clarified. Said that the role of the chairman should be extended. While I welcome, while I, while I welcome Mr. Henry's appointment, it concerns me that Polly was a board chairperson, so in effect his function was limited to just being at the airport when the board were actually meeting. I believe in order to see a full recovery the, to the pre-COVID levels, we need to see Mr. Henry on the executive chairperson's role. So I suppose that's really yeah. That answers your question. Mm-hmm. Listen, we've come to the end. We're having a three-part show today. We've come to the end of part one, and uh, Pat, we're um, depending on you to uh, sing a song. Sing a song, <laughs> or, or, or suggest a song at least. Well, I will, I will sing so, a song, and because I think our all listeners will probably turn will turn off the right way. Uh, I have Andy Williams here. I, I can't take my eyes off of you. Very good. Well, if you take your eyes off the chairman of uh, the Shannon Group, they could be gone. So, uh, anyway, Andy Williams, and enjoy it. very welcome back. You're listening to local media this week on Scariff Bay Community Radio. Now, we'll, uh, that was Andy Williams, of course. I can't take my eyes off of you, suggested as usual by Pat O'Brien. In this part of the show, we'll start in Broadford. Uh-huh. I know Broadford were very optimistic there some time ago, uh, some months ago, when the minister visited and um, they felt that they were going to be part of a pilot scheme um, for uh, for, for the sewage for the wa- wastewater the wastewater yeah, yeah. but um, I think they're getting a little bit anxious and you see what's interesting now and it's covered by Porrick in the Clare Echo and in the Champion as well but uh, it's uh, there's an interesting 
uh, consequence emerging out of the failure on the part of government to actually move quickly enough for the satisfaction of our councillors. Okay? And they're beginning to feel the heat at local level. Okay? So that unity of purpose, which we're used to in the Killaloo um, Municipal District, is, is under a certain strain, if I might put it yes. like that, at the moment. <laughs> yes. Now, um, I think I think Councillor Cooney might have uh, had a bit of a job in his hand at the last meeting there. There was that's right. There was a bit of swiping from there was Queen Fina for and Pat isn't <laughs> the first time that we have seen this year that we have seen uh, the Fina Fall and the Fina Gale uh, tugging uh, at each other's yeah, coats, yeah. isn't it? Yes, it, it, is. Is. it is. And in a sense, like it's hard to, uh, to you know, we do we don't want to see that happening. No, we're at our no. best, lads. When we're working together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so don't slip into the age old, uh, you know, internecine strife, which we used to be a part parcel of the council proceedings. But I suppose you have to have an, you have to have an odd bit of banter, John. <laughs> ah, yes, but, but, but there's banter that's positive and there's banter yeah, that, that only has a negative. But yeah. I, I can imagine in Broadford that the people there and the Broadford action group, community action group and, and others involved, you know, they, they, they can't see their, their village and their parish expanding and developing until this is done. And it, this is, for our listeners... This is the, the wastewater treatment. The wastewater treatment. Um, because it, it'll mean no new houses can be built That's right. in, in Broadford. And d- Jim, remember last week, Pat told us about a, a, the a, appreciation in the, co- in the value of housing in East Clare as illustrated by reference to a house that came up for sale in O'Callaghan's Mills, yeah. mm. which was uh, uh, the asking price of the house, Pat, was... I think it was about two fifty or four sixty, and it, made, and it went to auction. It, it made a hundred more, uh, over a hundred euro yeah. more. Yeah. Now, that's the kind of thing mm. that will begin to happen. Of course, housing now is going to go up in in no. in price. I maybe. see the price of housing in Clare has gone up by eighteen percent. Eighteen percent, is it? Yeah, yeah that's what they're on the they're on the paper. You know, so mm. we we're saying to the people in Dublin who are casting an eye down an eye down the country. Uh, with a view to relocating, uh, selling out what you have in Dublin, get good money there, and come down to Clare and buy in East Clare before it gets too dear for you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and we'd be delighted to welcome you on the radio when you do. Lack of progress from Bradford Pilot Scheme divides council. Parliament has uh, uh, that story. We'll, we'll just go read a small bit of it. Tensions are rising among East Clare councillors with the lack of progress for a pilot treatment water, wastewater treatment plant in Broadford. In August, Clare TD Carl Clough announced that the Minister for Housing, Local Government and Heritage, Darrell O'Brien, had confirmed sewerage scheme for Broadford would be approved over the coming months. Almond eight months on, and the people of Broadford have yet to see any signs of progress. Senior Engineer of Clare County Council Water Services and Environmental Section Cyril Feeney on Monday said the local authority had not been notified to date of the, any pilot scheme for the, the provision of wastewater treatment plant in Broadford. An update had been sought by Councillor Joe Coney, who described the lack of progress as very disappointing. He noted that Optus members had announced machinery would be in Broadford carrying out works by the end of 2021. Hmm. 
well, so that's, was, that's, that hasn't happened. No. But uh, like, uh, so General O'Brien, he has a bit of history in, in, in this kind of thing. He, he announced that, that, and then he came down last year as well, and uh, last summer, and went round to all the, all the houses with pyrite. And he announced that uh, the, the clear would be included by the end of the year. Yeah, and that, that hasn't that hasn't happened yet either. either. No, yeah. so you know, uh, ministers going around uh, uh, talking that way. It didn't didn't good for the party. It didn't good for them. It didn't you know? It didn't good for yeah. politics. Absolutely. Okay, oh. if we move on, maybe again, I'm just here with the clear echo, and I see on page uh, two. Uh, that Park McMahon has an article which says that Clare is nearing full employment. It's amazing, isn't and it? And of course, that feeds into the housing. It I does. mean, Pat said there a minute ago that the, yeah. the housing had, what, is it 18%, 18% uh, right, increase yeah. over the last few yeah. years? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, last year, you know, this, having yeah. full employment. Now, I think there's no such thing as full employment. No, five, five, uh, roughly 5% unemployment is full employment. Yes. I know that's like a contradiction. Bit of a bull, yeah. Irish. But I suppose there's there are always people between jobs. Yes. And yes. and there's some people who maybe aren't fit for the employment, you know, or aren't, you know, aren't ready for yeah. employment. But uh, the and there's students as well and people in that category. So you don't but, ever have a hundred percent. But it's it's, it's marvellous, hmm. isn't it? It is. It's absolutely brilliant. It in is. fact, there's a problem, isn't there, with having uh, full employment? Because it can readily, it can readily go into a shortage of labour. Yes, yeah, Isn't and I suppose right? but we've we've had shortages of labour over the last ten years or so, particularly yeah. since the downturn, uh, since the crash. Yeah, and particularly building labour has yes. been has been in short mm. supply. Past it has, yeah, and then I suppose. Uh, no, I suppose uh, with, in, in the hospitality section, I suppose as well, they they find they find them very happy people. Pat, mm. where would you be on the question of apprenticeships? Yeah, I I, I think apprenticeships they should be boosted up an awful lot more. I I'd love, I'd love to see uh, I'd love to see uh, a lot more in buying and maybe give 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 fellas um, uh, a degree in in, in, in absolutely yeah. as you can in Germany. Yeah. You know, because uh, actually there's a, there's a huge shortage of, of, of plumbers and, and electricians, and electricians and yeah. block layers and plasters and, and house house. What's what's the whole business of of um, you know uh, insulating housing? That, that oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what what is it? Well, we've asked it before, but we can ask it again because it's relevant, if you like. Um, what is it that makes us so flipping reluctant? to encourage uh, uh, apprenticeships? Well, I suppose we've had a history in, in the education world that, you know, some people, people like accountants, doctors, uh, teachers, solicitors, people like that have ended up engineers with going to university, getting a degree. Um, now, we need doctors, we need solicitors, we need teachers, but by God, we need plumbers as well. Oh, <laughs> you know, we need carpenters, yeah. uh, we need block layers. Yeah. There is absolutely no reason why we should um, discriminate against. And, and, you know, there has been, I would say, particularly over the last 50 years, perhaps, uh, a trend for, for parents to push their children mm. towards um, 
the degree side of things and not towards... White-collar type. White-collar, yes. And I mean, look, when you stand back and look at it, that's daft. It's totally daft. It is. It It is. Because, I mean, uh, plumbers, for example, we're just picking plumbers now, electricians the same way, carpenters. I mean, they're capable of earning very good money. It's a very, very skilled job. Um, And and there's absolutely no reason why they can't be all included. And, you know, in every every weekend, the champion and the uh, Clare Echo have ads in their papers. And we'd encourage people to, for God's sake, if you if you only buy the paper for that purpose, mm. there are ads every week inviting you to consider particular type of apprenticeships which don't cover what you were talking about. They're new ones responding to the new technological demands, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there we are. And I suppose you have the likes of the Limerick and Clare Education um, Board as well. They, they will be promoting all those type of, and there's, there's an ad there as well now in this week, information um, and, and information and instant application open days in, in, in Limerick. So they, they have, and in Ennis. So they have, you know, that, that board as well, I suppose, they have a lot of... of, of uh, of input into that type of, of, yeah. of, of work as well. Yeah. But I suppose for school leavers, there's never been the choice that there is no, now no, no, uh, uh, yeah. of, of career yeah. as they move forward. And that's yeah. what, Jim, the, the American uh, tradition where when you choose a, a, a career path at the age of 18, at the end of high school, mm. okay, uh, that you accept and mum and dad, you accept and mum and dad accept that this may not be the career you will follow in your later years yes, at all. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. The, the, the acceptance of changing at mid-twenties or whatever it is, they're much more open to that than we are. Yes, well, in, in our day, I suppose, you were generally on the career that you started on, uh, you stayed with that until you retired yes. quite yeah. often. Yeah. 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 yeah, and preferably if it was a white-collared... <laughs> yes, and that's a fact. And, and, and forgetting that the, the chap who's the blue-collared, or the lady who's the blue-collared, okay, is probably earning twice what you're earning. Yes. Uh, what I'd like uh, as well, and I suppose we don't like to be, uh, be determining about where people live or what to do, but in, in, in working class areas, we'll say in Limerick, and you have, you know, you have the, the likes of the working class areas where maybe there wouldn't be that much of a push from the parents to, yeah. to get, get, get the children to go to maybe second level or third level and that. Yeah. That maybe if you could. If you could entice a lot of those people, a lot of those young fellas could be very good with their hands, and if you could entice a lot of those people, young young people in the in the working class areas, maybe to to, to go into those type of, of jobs as well, and maybe maybe we can train them there and keep them away from from all the the, the, the various things that maybe they, they they shouldn't be involved in, you know? Can I can I just refer to one other thing? Uh, I, again, I'm looking at the Clare Echo, and. Yeah. Uh, on, on page six, uh, it, it talks about the Limerick and Clare Education Training Board and with a view to their wish to um, be sponsoring and opening more multi-denominational schools. And that's something that um, I've, I'm looking for page six here. But uh, I suppose we often hear it, you know, those of us in, who were in primary education would hear it a lot. Uh, how so many of the our schools are um, run or uh, the, the not the sponsor the patron, patron. is is uh, a religious denomination 
And um, so, you know, quite a number of Educate Together schools have opened right around the country. And this would be along the same lines, I, was, I would think. that Jim, uh, Jim here, here's one that parents may benefit from reflecting on, that if the local education and training board, that's always a mouthful, the old VC in Clare and Limerick. It was easier to say VC. Wasn't it, yeah. <laughs> but um, the, they, the, if they become the patron, right, there are huge financial savings for the local community because they, 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 the LC, uh, the the VEC system will cover the costs to the state. Yes. So you don't, if you want to get a a whole new room onto your your school in Mount Jano when you were there, you had to come up with a percentage, didn't you? You did indeed. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and that meant having race nights, having Absolutely. draws, having all sorts of things where you were after the same people all the time. Absolutely. And where money could it be used, used for alternative. Uh, so that's the point about the patronage. Uh, multi-denominational uh, co-ed. There are three in the county at the moment. Okay? Yes. And um, so it's a question which, interestingly enough now, does the Archbishop of Dublin that actually raised, uh, as far as I can remember, raised this question uh, that the, the school, school boards will have to look at providing, you know, options. So it's a live issue. It's a live and it's issue. good to see that Stuart Holly is uh, reporting yeah, on it. It's, it's, it's over there, yeah. Mm. Listen, we're, we've reached the end of part two of our programme. we're flying it. We are absolutely flying it. Um, and Pat, have you a little musical interlude for us? Yeah, the next one we have, Jim, here is the, the Flower of Scotland uh, from the Morrison, Morriston Opera's Choir. Lovely. Flower of Scotland. Oh, Scotland. Okay, we'll be, our Scots listeners will be delighted, Pat. Thank you very much.
You're very welcome back. Hope you enjoyed the flower of Scotland there from the Morriston Choir. Uh, lovely, beautiful song. And uh, we're the, the Scots, really. The Scots provide great music and song, they, don't they? Uh, but the, Welsh, mm. the Welsh at, the, at their rugby yeah. internationals. That's the one that gets me. When yes. the body, yeah. they turn off the music, the music side of it, and it's voice only. Yes. yes. And the French do the same. Do, yeah, the French national anthem is nice too. Is, yeah. is oh, it is. It is. I was listening on YouTube there recently, and we're getting away from what we're talking about. I was listening on YouTube to Max Boyce. Uh, absolutely fabulous singer, great Welsh rugby fan, yes, yeah. and very funny man. Really, mm. you know. So there's, he's a good few things on on YouTube. There, it's well worth yeah. having a look at. Some mm. a bit rude, John. Really, I would have it beyond me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, uh, the Puka gets pride of place in the Clare Champion. He's there on page one. <laughs> Pat, are they sending him to East Clare, like we've asked? <laughs> I think the council are, are keeping, their, keeping their, their cares very close to their chest and what they're going to do with him. But um, there's a, an article here from Gordon Deegan. And Clare fails to connect with, with connect the dots on divisive focus statue by Gordon Deegan. Scary, beautiful, ugly, creative, hideous, quirky, vulgar, wonderful, cross-take. <laughs> imaginative, evil, humorous, frightening, refreshing, eye-catching, and an eyesore. They are just some of the words used by those who participated in the Clare County Council consultants. So this resulted in the council saying no to the 30,000 bronze poker sculpture for an assignment after eight months long controversy. Released in response to a freedom of information request, the 24-page report by council hired consultants connect the dots reveal the depth and local feeling that the poker in engine engineered. So Pat, look at Jim and myself were about to play an awful game <laughs> on our listeners. <laughs> uh, but we decided that since we're going out on Monday to be a bit late. Okay. <laughs> but we were going to announce to uh, the residents of East Clare uh, that O'Callaghan's Mills has been granted the puka and that some of your locals have identified the spot but others have objected. Is there any truth at all in that man? <laughs> well, there isn't shame as far as we know because the, the council are saying here the council uh, uh, are saying here that um, uh, they were taking is it, um, expressions of interest up to the 6th of, of April Yeah and then after that, they would be they would be deciding where the poker would go. But I think they were they were trying to keep it enough clear. So ah, yeah, I don't know when it comes to Alan's Mills. I know it's somewhere. What do you think, Jim? I think out across the road from the hurling field in Tulla, there's plenty of room on the side of the road there, and you know you're announcing you're in East Clare. Somebody might say, bring it, far better to put it at the gateway, going into Car, come on, what, what do you call the... Carlowan. yes. <laughs> Anywhere, uh, Bodike, there near the, the famine, or the, the, the Bodike eviction, uh, the commemorative stone is yeah. there. Um, do you know, Tungrainy, it could be in the, the uh, square in Tungrainy, yeah. the, the park. I noticed you didn't mention Scarif at all. Well, I didn't want to be greedy. <laughs> but I would have no problem whatever in, yeah, think, in the Pooka Gunter. There's a lovely corner beside the bank there, Jim. There is. There is a great spot for it. To, to greet people when they come into the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Anyway, yeah. I, I would love to see it in East Clare. We'd be fighting over it as to where it should be, not where it shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you think know? we should uh, organize a, a, a petition? Well, we have this program, we have said it a number of times, like, yeah. and, and if the council are listening, um, you know, they hopefully will get the message. Yeah. Yeah, Puka and East Clare, and absolutely. which of our councillors would be entitled to get to be associated with getting it? <laughs> I'm sure they'd be jockeying for your, position. Your political future could hang on it. <laughs> anyway, okay, well, that's the Puka, and we'll bring you the next saga of the Puka when it appears in the Clare Champion, or the Clare Echo, or both. The... Um, there's a, a piece on the on the Clare Echo as well in relation to the musical society, uh, the East Clare Musical Society, I think on page 15. And there's a photo there of a guest that we had on the programme yesterday, John. Yes. Uh, Vashti Corrin. And uh, Vashti, will, we're delighted to hear that Vashti will be present at the, uh, the cabaret, at the night of the musicals yeah. in the community college in Scarif in about two weeks' time. And if you missed, if you missed, if any of our listeners missed uh, the uh, Saturday Chronicle, where we had um, Vashti and Johnny on talking about the cabaret, uh, you might like to know how you get a ticket. So, if you're not techie, uh, like if you're uh, my age, would that kind of qualify for... Mm, I don't know if uh, age is anything to do with it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, if you're not, get the grandchild or the, the ten-year-old to book the ticket for you on the phone. Okay? Yes. And you can have, you can have your seat, you get a picture of it up on your phone and your uh, seat number. And you have either Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah. Easter of the Easter weekend. But you you won't get the ticket in any of the usual shops no, or anything. No, you no. have to book it online. Yeah, uh, yeah so most most of the concerts and all that now are going online. Jim and more matches and all that. You have to you have to get your your your, your ticket for all those events online. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's and I suppose we just have to live with that. It's the way forward. Yeah. It is the way forward. to move forward. Otherwise, we'd be staying at home, Pat. Okay, uh, let me see um, where we go from here. The, I didn't realise, Pat O'Brien, that the ploughing championships, uh, that there are, there are Clare ploughing championships. Oh, the hell, yeah, Jim. Yeah, the, the, the Clare ploughing championships have gone, gone, gone ahead a long time. And um, they have been around the country. They have, have been actually down in Pat. Pat Fox farm there a couple, couple of years ago down in Whitegate. Pat, or Pat? Yeah. Only? Yeah, and... Uh, have, have, you ever been, have you ever participated in a plough? I, I haven't, I haven't, John. I ploughed all right, but I, I never participated with the horse. in, in ploughing. Do you ploughed no, plough the horse? No, I ploughed it as a tractor. Yeah. Did yeah. you, Jim? No. No, I, I didn't even... My father did, and I remember watching him, but yeah. I was too young, uh, and we didn't... We didn't... Um, I, I, I was telling plowed. you before we, we, we came in, on the final stage there, I was telling you that I have a silver medal for the uh, Roscommon County Ploughing Championships, which my uncle won in Balladrin. Silver medal, lovely medal, in 1906. Yes. Not interesting. My God. Yeah. Fair play to Your uncle. My uncle. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Pat. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it goes ahead on, um, on Sunday, never Jim, in Meehan's Fair, in the Macklemore Circus. Uh, following the three years' absence, and um, 
and on Janine's film. Um, have you have you have you been at a ploughing championship actually looking at experts ploughing before, Pat? Oh, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was actually over in you know Callan's News on a few occasions. And what did they? What did they? they, they I presume they're judges. Oh yeah, those those judges there, and they judge. They, 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 they what do they look for? They lay out the plot, and then you have to open. You have to open your plot, and then you close in all. And, and they look for, I suppose, straightness and and how you open and, and, and close it and all that kind of stuff. You know, and you have to be straight, and you have to have all the, you have to have all the all the, all the when you turn over the floor, you have to have them all the same width and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh, it's very intricate, but. Um, you, you, I, I, when you're going along and looking at it, uh, some of the plowing, uh, you'll, you'll be wondering how the judges really decide because there'll be some of them very good, and they, they'll be all very good now, but uh, yeah. you don't know how they, yeah. but they have a way of, of, of I suppose, uh, judging, and I suppose maybe different, different judges would probably. Will they have any horse uh, plowing oh, exhi- uh, now and, and Sunday? Will there be there will, uh, exhibitions? There will be horse plowing on Sunday. That's great to yeah. see. Yeah. Mm. And tell me, does the will the winners in the different categories now in Clare go on to the national ploughing? Oh yeah, they go on to the national ploughing championships. They do, yeah. They, do. Yeah. they yeah. obviously they have cups over the years. I suppose uh, a cup like the county championship in Holland, you, you have yeah. the cup for the senior and you have the cup for the junior and the underage and, hmm. and, the, and the vintage, and. Um, uh, they all get presented with their cups. And, and are there other, do you know now the way in, in the National Ploughing Championships, uh, the, the actual ploughing is often overshadowed by the exhibitions and the, the stands and the various commercial enterprises. Is, is, is there similar at the county one? Well, there would be. There'd be some, some of the, 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 the garages, the tractors and all, that would have them there, but it wouldn't be anything as big as, but there'd, there'd be a certain amount of them there. And there would be a lot of vintage machinery, and there would be a vintage show there as well. That's just nice to, to well, uh, if it was a nice day, it's nice to go there. Um, indeed, but of course, if, the, if we were interested in it. The sideshows, Jim, would be what it would fund. The, the the major the ploughing ploughing itself yeah mm. because they they'd have to pay f- a rate for uh, a stand or whatever okay yeah. anyway another place to go uh, is um, Mylosa uh, if and there are a few other places uh, Pat for with with the climbing with Charlie yeah it's here on the East Clare page as well Jim about um, uh, a, a time of Marissa on, on Sunday for um, Charlie Bob, and uh, Charlie was on the late late show, and I'd say he, he he was you know very very he was very good on on um, I did a while back uh, on the charity, and I I was listening to the radio yesterday and on Joe Duffy, and they have over eight hundred thousand uh, uh, euros contributed to to the, to the East fund. For, for yeah. uh, motion neuron disease. Yeah. Motion yeah. neuron disease. Yeah. Motion neuron yeah. disease. And they're going up Patrick on Sunday. But um, I think it's they have they have to limit it to a certain amount of people. And it's going to take place in quite a number of, of the years. So there's, there's a, a, a quite a number of uh, yeah. other or other smaller events yeah. going on going on and you have uh, Melissa on, on Sunday. Um I think it's the obvious clear page where where uh, yeah. I think it's gonna hit it is it twelve o'clock Jim on, on Sunday. And um, but and the guy uh, the civil defence and uh, the organisation and all those all, the ambulance service are going to be are going to be there. Very good. There's one also on the twelve o'clock hills on Sunday, uh, twelve as well, twelve o'clock, uh, where the the the, um, 
Havde jeg kun kraftfri fortjernet, så valgte han. Jeg kan godt mig selv, for en fredfri klok hele tiden, men jeg gjorde det aldrig sådan meget. Godt nok. Så det er en meget god ting i motor neuron disease. Ja, det er en motor disease. Det er en terrible disease. Terrible disease, det er en fiktig anyone to that. Og vi har ikke en cure for det, as yet. So and and you know several public figures have been yeah. uh, have been affected by yeah, motor neuron yeah, yeah. disease, but of course it can affect yeah. anybody. Um, looking at well, Kilmory National School pupils are awarded for the appliance of science. So great to see uh, that East Clare School um, getting getting uh, recognition, and uh, the under the school principal Kevin Classy and four students. On the on the winning team, so fair play to them. And What's that? Sorry, Jim, I missed that. What competition was that? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's on the um, the Clare Champion on the East Clare page. Yeah. Uh, on page which is uh, page thirteen, and uh, staying wide awake all night in the interest of science has produced very impressive results for a team of budding boffins from Kilmurray National School. Oh, very good. And with their teacher, Emma Gleeson, they took second place in the Intel Mini Scientist Exhibition, which was, it says here, an initiative for schools around the country. So absolutely top class and well done to them. Just go back to my list of the It's 11 o'clock. Okay, 11 o'clock in my list. Okay. 11, 11 May, man, Sunday, April, so. uh, last thing we have time to talk about is uh, a former student of yours, John, um, uh, who we've often talked to before, uh, a certain Mr. Al White from Mount Shannon. Now, uh, he, yeah, he's the, the expert on uh, microplastics and the damage. Isn't that right, Pat? Yeah, uh, it's so on page 11. Yeah. Page 11 yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you say, Jim, we are on and the past people of ours in the college as well. Yes. Uh, a young man, very proud of. You know, he's had a, an amazing uh, record, academic record, uh, since his university time. And okay. Yes. And, yeah. and he continues. Um, it's frightening the revelation, Pat, isn't it? You were you were talking about it there earlier. Plastic found in fish eventually the human food chain. The steps supported by a Montana academic has confirmed Dr. Alvin White, who works at Swansea University, has just released the findings of a project he supported in Barcelona, which involved a boat builder and marine biologist catching and examining fish for the presence of plastics. The work was inspired by an idea from artist and boat builder Mark Redden with laboratory experiments and scuba diving instructions from marine biologist Charlie Gadbury's, with an estimated 51 million microplastic pieces in the sea, the team of young engineers and scientists went out on traditional corridor as part of their short-scale experiment looking at how microplastics affect fish, stock and candles yeah. of the human food chain. The work was supported by Dr. Obek White, staffed the plastic question continues to, to, to you know to yeah. distress us mm. but it doesn't it? disappear it does not no. do you take any small little uh, uh, you know strategies to reduce your own dependency on plastic now there for example there are probably a few thousand people listening to this program no doubt and if Everybody did a small little bit of plastic removal. 
out of their living. You know, to be a start. Mm-hmm. No. So, yeah. We should go back to, I mean, when, when we were all young, there, there were very few plastic bottles. Um, there were glass bottles. That's what uh-huh. And we went around collecting them. We got a penny or we got something to... Because there was a, there was a, re- a refund. I got into the cinema, the matinee in Cork, mm. for two jam jars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 1947, honest to God. Mm. Listen, we've reached the end of our show. Happy, Jim. Yes. Uh, we'll have a bit of, another bit of music from Pat. But first of all, uh, John S., many thanks for joining us again today. Uh, and Pat, many thanks to you. Thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully go back to um, being a, a four-person uh, brigade again next week. Uh, we'll they missed the key, no. That's right, they did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pat, can we have um, maybe something... A bit of music to finish up on. Yeah, so we, we, we might have uh, uh, Joe Rowan uh, with a. Uh, uh, what's this one here? <laughs> the House with the Whitewashed Gable. The House with the Whitewashed Gable, white one of Joe's early ones. Okay, Pat O'Brien, many thanks. Uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us today. And please, God, we'll see you again on at 2 o'clock next Sunday. Goodbye and God bless. Dum-dee-dum-dee-dum